Alright, welcome to the Fulcrum and Loco Show. Our first episode, the origin story. We're going to talk about where we, or how we first met. Where did we first meet? At the billiard room. Ah, yes. The old billiard room, Brownsville, ah, Texas. Good times. Good Great place. Times. Mm-hmm. Shooting pool or were we playing darts? It was darts. It was darts. It was darts. For all those out there that don't know, electronic darts, basically soft tip darts. You throw an electronic board, play cricket down here mainly. 501 is the the pro game, but down here the game of choice is cricket. And uh, I remember seeing this big fucker over here, big giant white boy, biggest I'd seen, at least out here in the Fuck valley. Down here, yeah. <laughs> He's out here in the valley, throwing darts, getting his ass kicked. House darts, that. <laughs> House darts, flimsy plastic things that weigh like half an ounce, maybe. <laughs> they're all bent out of shape, like a, like almost like a bow. <laughs> you know, they're just arced like that. <laughs> those were the days, man. Those were the days. Walked in there, was introduced to that bar by. My ex-wife at the time. We've been together, living together about six months. I was new here to the valley, originally from El Paso, Texas. Moved here after college to be with that woman. And uh, it's about six months. She was like, hey, let's go to this billiard room. Let's go shoot some pool. I'm like, all right, why not? Tried it out. She's not much of a fucking pool player. She wasn't much of anything. But <laughs> as I was... Uh, leaving after shooting pool for her with an hour and uh we were leaving i saw a guy playing darts and i was like holy shit it's there by myself oh. no that wasn't you that was roly yes that's that right first time it was roly ah, rest in peace man yeah i mean rest in peace we just lost roly a couple months ago um but i saw him playing and i was like hey look that guy's playing cricket i know that game i was like i wonder if he'll let me play and she's like well ask him ask him hey man you mind if i shoot a game with you he's like yeah sure I was like, awesome, you know, let me let me see if the, the bar has house darts, you know? And he's like, nah, nah, don't worry about that. And opens up his case, and he's got like three or four sets of darts there besides the ones in his hands. Like, here you go, man. Try, try, try one of these out. I'm like, oh, thanks. So we play a couple of games, and he's like, wow, you're pretty good. I'm like, yeah, I started playing in college, and it's cheaper than pool, you know? When you're underage, they charge you a left nut to fucking shoot pool at the, at the bar, but darts was only 50 cents a game, so I started playing darts. I'm like, hey, man, well, if you're... Really interesting. Why don't you come back this weekend, you know? A lot of people are here every Friday, Saturday night. This right. place is packed. Right. It was packed. All the dark players, all the pool players. Like, all right, yeah, I'll be back. All the foosball players. All the foosball players. Yeah. All the fucking Tekken and Street Fighter players. Fucking beautiful arcade there in the billiard room. And uh, so sure enough, man, I left and went straight to Walmart, bought myself a set of fucking darts. And there I was, man, for the next three, four years. I was there every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. And I'm pretty sure it was probably that very first weekend that I returned that I fucking stumbled across this big motherfucker over here shooting darts. And it's been true love ever since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 17 years now? 18 years now? Yeah. Yeah, we're coming up on 18 years. 18 oh, years. 18 years. Well, yeah, yeah, I was 18 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We're coming up on 18 years. 18 years, dude. Damn, time has flown. It was a good 18 years. Right? Ups and downs, but 
Yeah, man. I think every one of my friendships, real friendships, have started there, man. You most of all. Man. Ah, that billiard room. I miss that place. There were some good good times there. I mean, we had so many good memories of that place. Mm -hmm. A couple of very sad ones, but many more great ones. Oh, man. It was good stuff. And those Friday nights, man, those little uh, impromptu dart tournaments and everything there, the, the crickle, uh, doubles cricket, crickles, <laughs> doubles cricket. Yeah, good stuff. Have all the quarters lined up for the oh, next yeah. game, next game, next game. Hell yeah. Loser buys the beers. Oh, man, I was always buying beers. <laughs> I remember Tony catching it. Yes. Every time I would walk in, man, oh, I got Eric. I got Eric. He's with me. I never had to buy a drink, man. My partner would pay for everything because he knew as long as he had me, we'd win the whole That's fucking right. night long, man. Never, ever had to pay for anything. I still feel bad, dude. Another another great person. Ben was our bartender there. Staple of the billiard room. He was... Uh, he was the face of the billiard room, That's man. Right. He really was. He was... Uh, the owner, she was there. Everybody knew the owner, but uh, nobody liked her. But Ben, Ben was what everybody went to the billiard room for, man. I mean, he rest in peace as well. Um, I still remember feeling really, really fucking shitty, dude. You were 18, so I was 19, about to be 20 probably when we met. And uh, I was drinking. Since the day I started going to that fucking bar, I was drinking. And I still remember my 21st birthday. <laughs> For whatever reason, Ben decided to card me, man. <laughs> I went without my ID. What? <laughs> what? This whole time? This whole time? I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, to be fair, I never bought the alcohol. <laughs> I was like, I didn't come up here and order from you. <laughs> you just serve people and they give it to me yeah. <laughs> like i never broke the law because i never tried to buy liquor from you you didn't break the law by selling it to me underage um but yeah <laughs> he's like you know what happy birthday <laughs> he gave me my beer <laughs> uh, just the kind of guy bed was his face though was priceless it was what <laughs> oh man that was so fucking funny Dude, I remember that one time we were there playing darts. They moved the soft tip boards over to the side, the little little niche that we had for the, you know, when you walk in the front doors, they're on the left, and they put the soft tips there. They moved the arcade games over to the other side and put the soft tips there. And uh, it was Joe and Joey. Yeah. Uh, Joey and Joel. I think it was Joe and Joey. Joe and Joey. And uh, we were there playing darts, and they started talking smack to me. Because I was playing with you, and I was sucking it, like always, because I'm not a dart player. I just like playing. And they started talking crap, because I'm such a terrible player. I couldn't close, couldn't hit the damn bulls, couldn't hit the 18s, couldn't close it out. And uh, started talking smack. And so here comes Loco. Oh, he was there, but you know, he steps up, he's like, come on. Don't be talking crap. Come on, let's, like, you want you want to play? Like, we can play, but I'm going to school you, like really come on and they're like nah we'll take you we'll take you and so you took me as your partner it was against them but I was like I'm not even gonna throw he's gonna beat you in three rounds you got him in three or four rounds four it was four right and uh <laughs> it was like it was like a white horse and then like two trips and like a trip and two doubles or something 
Like you got it in four rounds, and I was the hype man. I was the hype man. They're just like, nah, man. Like the, like he hit it, boom, closed it out. Like they were nowhere near winning. It's like, dude, y'all y'all just need to leave. Like cause they've been talking so much crap, and then you just went up there and just schooled them that one game. It was just perfect. Like you could not have planned it better. That was like pro championship game right there. Just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Like their faces, just like, oh man! It's like, nah, you gotta leave now, man! Like, the fuck you out gotta, of my you bar! Get to fucking leave! Like, you just got fucking smoked! Get out of here! Like, they didn't even have a comeback. They just kind of walked away after a little while. They like, put their you, darts away. How do, you, how do you come back from that? Like, he totally fucking smoked you. <laughs> For those who don't know, a cricket game can be finished in three rounds. So, a perfect game is nine darts, and I beat him in four. So I had one extra round because I did miss one trip, but I made up for it in the last round. I got my double single bull, and uh, yeah, we kind of ran them off and told them I never wanted to see their fucking faces in that bar again. I think it was like three or four years before they, <laughs> they decided to it come back. It was a while before we ran back into them, yeah. Yeah, it was a while. <laughs> the, the devastation was just so much. They're good guys, though. They're still friends, but like, I just... <laughs> You don't talk shit if you can't back it up, man. Yeah. Nobody yeah. talks shit to, to Fulcrum, man. That's my boy. My brother from another mother. I couldn't I couldn't let that shit stand, man. And they're fucking cocky, arrogant, fucking douchebag bastards. Like I said, we're they're like Fulcrum said, we're, we're friends. <laughs> we like them all right. But, you know, everybody has those guy friends. that They're just fucking really douchey. Fucking sleazy with the girls that they, they date and everything like that. And... Always showing up with fucking super tight shirts, like, oh yeah, I'm a surfer, and all this other shit, like, whatever. So, they were douchey. I didn't like them very much, but... Like, our local equivalent of, like, yuppies. Yeah. You know, like, it's pretty much as close as you're going to get to an adequate description of what they are. They're our local equivalent of of yuppies. (laughs) Good people, but still. (laughs) Just shit for dark players. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the adventures we've had, sir. The people we've embarrassed. <laughs> the games we've played. Oh! So, Fulcrum, as he, as he already mentioned, isn't, isn't much of a dart player. But what he fails to talk about is the amazing, phenomenal pool player that he is. And, well, after that, and, and some other incidents where, basically, it just wasn't fun playing darts anymore. I kind of, I kind of spoiled that for everybody because I was pretty damn hard to beat. And, uh, and so Full Grown was like, you know what? We're going to join a pool league. Like, At least there I can kick your ass. Yeah, you beat me every once in a while. But the majority of the time I kick your ass. Well, we'll switch it up. Let's, let's go play pool. So we joined our local league. And we started with eight ball, right? Just Yeah, it was eight ball. Regular, regular eight ball once a week. And uh, another friend of ours, Bob, was our captain. And problem was we we were new to the to the system and anybody that knows the uh, APA you know the American Pool Players Association you know there's rankings and um, there's rules about the the number of really good players you can have on your team well we kind of had a stacked team (laughs) we were all rookies to the league but we were all damn good pool players so we had we had a struggle our first season because a lot of us were getting higher rankings and we couldn't all play on the same nights because we would we would break the rules if we all played so we, we struggled with that and then after a while i got to the point where fulcrum and i just sprouted off and made our own teams and 
did our own thing without Bob. Got to the point where we were on three different leagues, right? We were playing yeah, yeah. eight ball nine and ball. nine ball there and in Brownsville. And then another eight ball in, in Harlingen, where we, where we lived together. And um, that's got to be my favorite memory was the Harlingen League. Started off helping the, the, the league, uh, whatever, the, the guy that runs the league, helping him out by, he needed more teams out of the Harlingen bar, so he just happened to catch us that Monday there at the bar having beers, and he convinced us to start a team. Our good friends that are in our team in Brownsville, which is uh, only about half an hour drive from, from Harlingen where we were playing and living, um, they agreed to join our team in, in Harlingen as well, so they would drive up and, and play with us on Monday nights over there. And, uh, and I remember talking to like Gus and them about that too. Like, are you sure you want to come to the league? And they're like, dude, you two come over here every night to come play with us in Brownsville. The least we can do is one night, man. We can go up there and play with y'all. And the bar there in Harlingen was literally like across the street. Like we had to drive around the block because mm -hmm. we couldn't just there wasn't Cut a road. The near in. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a road from our apartment to the bar. We just had to like go around the block to get there. But it was like right there. Where every other night we're driving the half hour to Brownsville to come and play with all of our Brownsville friends. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man, good stuff. But what was the best, most impressive part of that team? Everybody in that bar was new to the league, so we were now. The, the, the veterans because we had been in the league for about two two years at that point mm -hmm. you know and this was our our fourth team or whatever and uh, so you got all these you know pretty good pool players but rookies to the league and no sense of sportsmanship no idea of what the rules are you know again Volker and I have been doing this a long time both had been captains of teams we knew the rules inside and out and these chumps just tried everything to beat us um, and it was ridiculous the, the shenanigans that they would try mm -hmm, and pull mm -hmm. um, I remember playing one night against the captain of another team and they're all young guys I mean they're all barely 21 if that and um, I'm shooting my eight ball for the win and the guy's actually standing there uh, uh, behind the corner pocket where I'm about to make the eight ball and he's waving his hands around, you know? He's squatting down with his face close to the table, waving his hands around like, ooh, ooh, Trying to distract you. Yeah. Trying to distract me. Ah, man. Your slister slip the squeaks. <laughs> he tried. And I slammed that eight ball in right in his face. He thought he was going to fucking die when that eight ball slammed into the pocket. Then I walk over to him, pull him aside, pull out the rule book, show him the rule and say, hey, that's sharking, man. You're not allowed to do that. That's against the rules. You can't distract another player. It's unsportsmanlike. You can try it with me. It's not going to affect me. I'm still going to kick your ass. But you do that shit to any of my teammates, from now on, that's your first warning. From now on, it's a ball in hand. It's a foul. So just don't do that shit. And oh, the fights we nearly got into with those fuckers. And we still came out number one. These All the teams that we played against, all bitching and moaning, all fucking stacked teams, they thought they had the best pool sharks in Harlingen, and our little team came out first place. We never played again another season there because fuck them. Way too much drama. <laughs> Way too much drama. <laughs> but uh, we took our first place and left. Now we were just helping out the league to try and get it going, and we got it going. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think I think part of that was the fact that we kicked their ass, and so everybody wanted to come back the next season and be number one. 
Oh, and then the next season we weren't even playing with them. We were just playing out of the Brownsville League, our, our home league, where we were we had been playing for years and we still made it to the to the regional thing and we played them in the first round and we still smoked them in the first round. They thought they were going to take us, but nope, wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Although to be fair, I do believe it was two years ago. Uh, I had seen that they had made it to Vegas. They they finally made it. At least two of the two of the five or six guys on that team that I remembered, I saw the Facebook post and they and they uh, they were the, the the championship team down here, so they won their trip to Vegas. But uh, yeah, I don't think I, I'm pretty damn sure they didn't they didn't make it very well over there because eh, well, they weren't that talented. They they really weren't. We played a lot of good people in that in that league. We got schooled by a lot of classy players, a lot of silly players, but. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely uh, it was definitely an experience, man. Nothing I ever want to do again. How about you? Oh, I miss playing pool. I don't need the league though. Right. Not about that life anymore. <laughs> there were good times though, man. How many how many patches do you think you you collected oh, over the years? Oh man, you know I got like a drawer full of patches in there. It's. Couple eight on the brakes, I'm sure. Oh man, yeah, a lot of breaking runs. And uh, did you ever get top dogs? I got a couple times. You took that most of the time. You took that That's top shot, top shot, top shot. Was. That was. I still, it, it's basically the, for lack of a better explanation, because they do it all statistically, but it's it's supposed to be the best player that season gets the gets the top shot award, the top shot patch. And yeah, I think I won at least five. And granted, at one point I was playing three leagues. <laughs> I'd get one for nine ball, and then the following season I'd get one for eight ball, and get one for, you know, the other eight ball. I'm pretty sure I got the I got the top shot for for that uh, one season we played in Marlinges. Yeah, but I'm um, sure. <laughs> yeah, I got I got I got I got a good handful of them, man. And everybody was always like, oh, why the hell did you win? Like you suck. Like, oh, fuck it, I'm better than you. <laughs> According to the league, numbers I'm don't lie. Than you. Numbers don't <laughs> lie. Right. We both sign off on the score sheets. The points are there. It's all about the points. Can't make up statistics. Oh, you can't. We like but... ran out of room on our shirts that we had for screwballs to put patches on. Like there just wasn't enough room without it looking like a Girl Scout vest. You know, <laughs> like it just it was no. We had a lot of patches. Maybe that's what we should have done. We should have gotten the sashes instead. That way we could have kept our, our shirts wouldn't be as stiff, you know. We just wear the sash. We take it off when we have to shoot and then put it on when we're, you know, sitting there. Keep it scoring. That would have been better. Like oh, a biker a cut? Vest. Yeah. yeah. All right. We might have to go back to the league just to have cuts. <laughs> then I'll tell my new dart team that. That's what we'll shoot for. That'll be our our, uh, our new uniforms for, for my new season. We'll do We'll do cuts. <laughs> First you got a prospect. That's right. <laughs> and then you get patched. Then you get patched. Yeah. I like that idea. That'd be cool, man. Have good times though. As much as as much as we had drama and bullshit, the fun times outweigh the bad times all the time. Right. And not only did we have a good time, like there at the billiard room, and we play pool. And darts until you know closing time. It was a family establishment, so you know they close at one. You know midnight or one. They weren't open until two. It was Rag Daddy's. It was always open until two. But we'd go from there to like Waterburger or IHOP, with you know whatever 
our group of friends was that night. They had me with the bar, and we end up sitting at Waterburger or IHOP until four or five, six in the morning. You know, playing cards, smoking cigarettes there at IHOP, and they're just telling jokes and funny stories all over the place. Man, it was uh, didn't just stop. Nope. When the bar closed. <laughs> You know, that's that's probably what I missed the most about our 20s, was being able to do that, being able to go out, stay up all night, still get your ass to work the next day, still be able to pay all your bills and shit, but be able to have a night like that where you didn't have to worry about, fuck, the wife's calling, <laughs> I gotta get home, shit, I gotta take the kids to school in the morning, yeah. I better get home. <laughs> Man, I don't even think I could just... The family aspect of that aside, man, I don't even think I could just pull those all-nighters as consistently as we used to and still make it to work and do a solid job at work without dragging so much ass. And then just to get home, shit, shower, and shave, and let's head do back out and do it again. Man. <laughs> yeah, what do they say? Youth is wasted on the young. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So one of my favorite memories, though, actually has to deal with the strip club. But it wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't necessarily the action at the strip club that makes it fun. So I remember I'm, I'm driving home from work, and you called me, and you're like, hey, are you on your way home? Like, yeah. You have plans tonight? No. All right, well, get home. We're going to go drinking. We get home, shower and shave, and you know, I'm on the way home too, and, and uh, we're going to go out drinking. So all right, so I get home, shower, shave, get dressed, and you'd seen like an ad in a newspaper or something, like dollar draft beers from... Like uh, seven, seven to ten, yeah. or something like that, at, at this local, uh, you know, adult gentlemen's club establishment there, and I had never been there before, but you know, had well, dollar, right. dollar drafts, you know, exactly. Like, hey, let's let's go. So we got there at seven, and we're we're driving in, and there's like one car in the parking lot, and it's kind of like, uh, are, are we in the right place? Like. It was out in BFE, right? It was way the hell yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, it was outside city limits. I mean, it was a gentleman's establishment. But, uh, so we get there, and, you know, we walk up, and the door's locked. And what the hell? Well, I mean, the ad says 7 to 10, so we're knocking on the door, knocking on the door. And I don't remember the guy's name. I want to say it was Carlos, but I, I really don't remember the guy's name. Uh, ended up being the bartender and the manager. But, you know, he opens the door and he's like, "Yeah, can I help you?" And it's like, "Yeah, we're here for the drink special." And he's like, "What drink special?" And it's like, "Well," uh, and I had the paper in my oh, head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had the had the newspaper. He had the the advertisement. And he's like, "We're here for this." And he hands him the paper and the guy grabs it and he's like, "Okay, uh, okay, well, come, come on in, come on in." So we go inside and it's it's like this guy and us and you know we sit down at the bar. And, you know, he gives us the dollar draft, so $2, boom, easy. I mean, and they were full-size draft beers, you know. They weren't these tiny little red Solo Cup beers. I mean, these were the Frosty Mugs, you know. I mean, man, Bud Light was was my poison of choice back then. Um, and so we, you know, we started drinking, and this guy starts talking to us. We're, he's telling us funny bartender stories. I'm telling funny cop stories. You're telling funny stories from your work. We're just... Shooting the shit back and forth. I don't even remember how many rounds we went through. I mean, it's dollar beers, you know, what the hell? And then this old guy comes in, and, you know, he starts drinking with us and telling stories, too. And then he's buying rounds. And it's uh, only 7.30 at this point, to be honest. Yeah, it's not, we hadn't been there that long. <laughs> but this guy, this older gentleman, and I don't remember his name, but he's telling us some really funny stories. Because, I mean, he's got the age, and, you know, the experience behind him. He's got some funny fucking stories. And so, 
we're buying we're buying rounds and so for like for like us we're buying you know three beers and then three beers so it's three dollars three dollars and when he when it's his turn he's buying like jaeger bombs and stuff and it's like well we're just doing he's like i don't care don't worry about it so he's like buying us these nice drinks like oh hell yeah flaming dr peppers and stuff like that and but he didn't complain when we got him the dollar beers you know and he was drinking them up and and then so we're like you know let's call some of the other guys and come over here you know like you know so we called some of our friends and hey dollar drafts you know come over here or whatever and we were there for it was probably like almost nine o'clock and like somebody had told finished telling a funny story we did our, our laughing and then <sighs> then we just kind of like look around and like, I think the DJ was there at that point, yeah. and he started playing music and stuff, and, and, you know, he come over and bullshit with us a little bit, and we just kind of, like, look at each other, and kind of look at the stage, and, where the hell are the girls? Look at the bartender's like, dude, like, where are the girls? And the guy looks at us, like, without missing a beat, he's like, we don't open until 10. <laughs> what? He's like, yeah, we don't open until 10. But your ad said 7 to 10 for dollar drafts. He's like, I don't even know where that's from. Like, it says it's here. That's our address. I'm the manager. Like, I've never seen that ad before. And it's like, well, why did you let us in? He's like, I was bored and y'all seemed cool. You know? Like, I got no regrets. Like, we're fucking having a good time. It's like, shit, okay. But he's like, we don't open it until 10. And we're just, What? Like, we don't get much business on these kind of nights, so I said, fuck yeah, it, come on in. Was it like a Wednesday or a Thursday or something? It was a weeknight. I know it wasn't a Saturday. No, I think it was like a Tuesday, because it wouldn't have been Wednesday, it would have had league. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, it was in the week, but... So, I think four or five of our friends came, and, and they were drinking with us, and then... So we see some of the, you know, the entertainers walking in with their little, you know, luggage on wheels, or... Seeing the guys there, you know, they're already like, oh, there's already guys here. They're already lit. We're going to make some money tonight. And so we're still the only customers in this joint. It's still just like the seven five or six of us. Yeah, <laughs> seven of us, something like that. And then so the DJ's like, all right, here we go. He starts doing the call out for the girl. And so it's like, all right, we're going to go and get the tables by the stage. And we're going to enjoy the show. So we go, we get our beers, we sit down at the table. And like, all right, let's do this. And then here she comes. And it's. What is going on? Oh man, uh, we gonna go back to the bar. <laughs> it was uh, I think it was the B team that was <laughs> on deck that night. Yeah. <laughs> not double D's, that's for sure. Just the D. <laughs> so we went back to the bar and we wait for the next girl to come out, and it's just like, oh man, like. Yeah, by the third girl we left. Yeah. <laughs> you know let's, uh, let's go bar hop. Yeah. Let's go somewhere else. We spent about 20 bucks each, and we're feeling pretty good. So we could go to a nice bar now and spend $4 a drink and, and drink a little slower. Yeah. <laughs> but, man, that was that's probably one of my favorite memories going out, man. Just like a random place. We never go there. Saw the ad, and it's just like the, the bartender, the manager. It's like, we don't even go until 10. What? Well, I was bored and y'all seemed cool. Like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, but yeah, we didn't spend much, but man, we had a great fucking night that night. Hell yeah. Jeez. Like a lot of our fucking adventures, dude, we didn't have to fucking spend a lot. At least back then. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've had the nights where we fucking spent way too fucking much. Jesus, man. What, my Pimpin' Hoes birthday party oh. cost me $300 yeah, just, yeah. just for, for the bar room. that night. Eleven buckets of Bud Light, a bottle of Jack Daniels, a bottle of Grey Goose, mm -hmm. 
and uh, all the women. The second floor VIP room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was ours at night. That was awesome. That and was of course, we were party. all dressed like pimps. Yep, a couple of hoes. Had our canes and our fedoras. All decked out. Ah, uh, you, dude, I was still so fucking jealous of that fucking spinning rim oh, fucking yeah, necklace that you found. Yeah. I have it somewhere, too, when we were, when we moved into this house. I remember coming across it. I was just playing with it for a few <laughs> minutes. And I had to explain to Crystal, my wife, about the, the whole uh, history behind that or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, so I had this, like, spinning rim you know, uh, a necklace thing or whatever. You know, I'm going to wear that for the Pimpin' Ho party. So it would, it's it awesome, fun. dude. <laughs> like some badass fucking 20s from a fucking expedition and shit. There it is right around his neck. Yeah, it wasn't the actual size of a ring. Don't get me wrong. I'm not walking around with a spinner strapped to my chest. <laughs> it was scaled down. But it was very pimp. It fit. Very pimp. It fit. And, and then that one time we went and got our tattoos... And then we went to go to that club in Brownsville, like 151 or something like that. Same we were place gonna, as the party. We were going to pregame it. Yeah, same place as the party. Yeah, yeah. We we're going to pregame it before we went to go play pool or, or whatever we we're going to do that night. Oh, yeah, we went to Rack Daddy's that night. Yep. That's where we sobered so, up, strangely. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and that's the point I was going to make. Like, we had a pitcher of beer at 151. And that's why we went there, because the pitchers were on sale. And, uh, like, we had one pitcher, and we were feeling it. Just like we had had a lot more, and it's just like, dude, they spiked our beer. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, they did they try and roofie us or what the hell? Poker was like, no, no, it, it's got to be the blood loss from the tattoos. That, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I can't explain it, but man, that one picture that was back when we had a really good tolerance. Oh yeah, and uh, you yeah. kill a, a bucket each and be perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, we'd be good. On average, we'd have five buckets a night between the two of us, and here we are each with a freaking five dollar pitcher. And by the time we were done with the pitcher, we're like, um, um, <laughs> I think we can make it to rack days. I, I think so. It's only like ten minutes down the road. Of, all right, let's, let's go over there. Still early, okay. We got to Rack Daddy's. I don't think you drank anymore because you were still feeling yeah, it. You're like I, for a while. I, I don't remember. I can't, man. Just, just, uh, just give me, a, give me a minute. Give me, give me a while. All right. I ordered a bucket of Budweiser and I sobered up. I had six fucking Budweisers and I was more sober then than after the pitcher. It was, it was strange, very strange. But another great night. Another great night. Close that bar down and drive our dumb asses home at two in the morning. <laughs> Thirty minutes again. From Brownsville back to Arlington. Oh, boy. That's if we didn't have somebody riding with us that we're dropping off or picking up, you know, and then we'd have to go out of the way to drop off some of the friends. That way they could have gone out to drink with us and stuff. Yeah, easy half-hour drive. All expressway for the most part. We always were the responsible ones, though, weren't we? Got everybody the home. Definition of responsible. Yeah, on that respect, yes. Yeah, we always got everybody <laughs> home. We always got everybody home. No man left behind. Never left anybody at a bar. I don't. Not that I remember. No, no. I, yeah. Well, if we can't remember, then oh, <laughs> yeah, they didn't. It was a really good night. <laughs> oh man, I love seeing that meme on on Facebook. Tag a tag a place that isn't open anymore. I always want to put Rack Daddy's, but mm-hmm. there's always so many people that put it on there before <laughs> I can. I'm just like, eh. 
It's already been said a hundred times. I don't need to say it. Yeah, now it's a Mexican restaurant that doesn't even serve really good Mexican food. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was there last year um, after a funeral. The family went there to to eat, so we we went with them, joined them, and I walked in, dude. I was flabbergasted. Like, yeah, it, it was strange seeing the changes that they made inside there. Some of it was was a little bit like, hey, this is the bathrooms. Like, yeah, yeah this is where the dartboards were right here. This is where I spent ninety percent of my time in this bar. Was right over here. Well, that's not true. Maybe fifty percent. The other, yeah. the other was right twenty five was over here at the bar at, at what we call Boardwalk. And then the other 25 was at the pool tables. So about 50% was there at the dartboards, but... Uh, That's where the band was. And uh-huh. This is where the bar counter was, where we used to sit and watch. And yeah, it was it was weird the first time I went in there when it was the restaurant. It's just like, wow. Man, it's kind of surreal. Very much. That town's changed so much, man. Every time I go down there now, it's, it's few and far, far between. Mm-hmm. Maybe two, three times a year now, but... Just going down streets I haven't driven down in, in, in over 10 years, and oh shit, the hell's that? <laughs> when did that get here? And oh wow, they opened one of those? Wow, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, just growing, man, leaps and bounds. But you know what? The 10 years in Brownsville, they were good times, great times, but I have to say, I do enjoy living in, in the Edinburgh area, the Upper Valley, a lot more. It's not even so much that there's more to do. I end up spending more time at home now again. Older, wiser, broker, whatever. <laughs> I spend more time at home <laughs> than I Money do. goes to bills. Exactly, exactly. It's more responsibility is what I mean. Just too many things to worry about that I didn't have to worry about when I was in my 20s. But, um, yeah, I mean, just Browns have got a little, a little crazy. Like, it was good for... for that era of my life where I was in that stage you know it was always a party happening and don't get me wrong if I needed to if I wanted to I could always find a party over there too you know I still got the friends that, that love to get down but I don't know I just feel like Brownsville everybody we left behind dude still has that same mentality everything I see on Facebook they seem to be doing the same shit just different fucking bar and yeah we were we were a little bit older than than a few of our friends, but most of them are our age, a couple older than us too, and they're still living that life. And what's what's your perspective on that, man? Like, do you feel like we missed out on it? Like, no, would we you, didn't miss out. No, no, well, we would you out. would you want to go back? Ah, you know what? There are nights where I would love to go and have a night like that, like we used to again. But to live that life all over again, partying every night, ah, no, no. Lived it, loved it, got the t-shirt, and we're done. That's funny, because I actually do have a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't remember where my rag daddy's t-shirt ended up. Yeah, I have the hat, too. I, I, bet you, hat too. I bet you anything one of the exes ended up with it. I'm almost positive. Probably got burned in a hat with like a picture of you and lock of your hair and something like that. Brujeria, uh, I wouldn't yeah, doubt it from right. her. Uh, from her, I wouldn't doubt it. Nah. A lot of our friends grew up too, man, and they moved on. But yeah, a lot of them that post all that stuff on social media, yeah, they're still running and gunning like they were 20. Yeah, it's it's just, good for them if that's what makes them happy. I just, I was always the one that never thought I'd grow up. 
And Fulcrum and I met, like I said, I mentioned earlier, you know, ex-wife. I was, I was common-law married at the time. Girl I met in college. Moved down to this area of Texas to be with her and start our, our life together. And this evil bastard over here constantly dragging me out. I was trying to be a good, responsible husband. Trying to stay home. Not really. But... <laughs> Like, dude, just just come on out. Just blame it on me. Just just tell her it's, it's Fulcrum, baby. Fulcrum needs me to go out. All right. <laughs> so I passed the phone over. And there he would give her, like, not even two minutes talking to her. She's like, okay, fine. Fine. Come get him. He can go. <laughs> and there I went. And, yeah, well, we didn't stay married for very long. <laughs> Blessing in disguise. <laughs> Blessing in disguise. It's a bad influence. <laughs> and then fast forward a couple years oh yeah, 10 years how long have you been married now Oof, I'll go with her for 10 I'm married for 7 alright so yeah about 8 years 9 years after I separated this guy decides to make me the best man at his wedding and now he's the one settled down wife 3 kids Ten dogs, two cats, <laughs> And then I had to go and settle down myself again. So now we can't be bad influences on each other. At least not in that way. Now we do all our shenanigans on the Xbox. Yeah, we have fun doing that too. Knock on it all you want, man. No, I'm not knocking it all. Fun. I'm just saying. Now we're old. <laughs> we don't want to stay and out. still game. <laughs> we don't want to stay out till 3 in the morning drinking. We'd rather stay at home, have some drinks, and stay up till 4 in the morning playing play video games. games. We kill everything. <laughs> it's a great way to relieve stress. That's kill right. it. Kill it with fire. We never have to leave the comfort of our homes. The wives can't be mad at us because we're not out doing anything stupid. <laughs> they, they still get mad, you know. Get those but we're at least we're at home. <laughs> we're at least at home. Dirty looks. <laughs> Not getting, we're not getting the cops called on us. We're not worried about us getting pulled over. Oh man, <laughs> getting in the bar fights. Oh jeez. Yep. <laughs> the outrigger. Do you remember the outrigger? Yes, yes I do. It's another one of those joints. I was just thinking about it because we were talking about Brownsville and driving around. I was running down that road and. Past, I was trying to remember for the life of me what the hell the name of that fucking bar was called, and I couldn't remember it. And uh, I remember getting a picture at the door with the sign that said, The place your mama told you never to go. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yes. Big old plaque right there on front of the door. The place your mama told you never to go. And you know what? Mama was right, man. Talking about bar fights. Fuck. I still have the fucking scar. Nine stitches across the eyebrow. Yeah, some guys just don't like it when you fuck their ex. I mean, <laughs> I think most guys. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, they've been broken up for years, man. It's not like they just broken up and I decided, hey, you know, she doesn't want to came on to me. Can't help it. Yeah, I remember the outrigger. Dark side of the moon. You remember on the dark side mm -hmm. of the moon there, mm -hmm. off the central. That was a good place. I was drinking there when I was 16. 
You know, thank God all these places are closed. We can't get in trouble anymore. <laughs> I can't get them shut down. Pirates Den on the island. That was another good place, too. I was very, very depressed when I drove all the way out to the island to find out that place closed. was closed. Yeah. See, like, you were a billiard room jingle for your 21. With me, it was Pirates Den. I never really drank in the billiard room because they knew I'd been going there since, you know, I was 16. They knew I was young, but Pirates Den, I went with some friends that I worked with, and they vouched for me. Nah, nah, he's good, he's good. And so for, like, two years, I was there drinking and uh fred was the bartender's name I remember fred with a freaking uh ponytail along with like mullet ponytail and everything and i remember going there and i went there and drank on my 21st birthday and uh you know my friends took me out to dinner and we were there drinking and they're like ah it's his birthday so you know they're giving me free beers and free shots and he looks at me and he's like is it really a birthday I go yep because i was expecting him to be like let me see your id and he's like are you really 21? And I'm like, yes, I am. I am 21. He didn't check my ID, but I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it because I was I knew it was going to be like a Ben moment with you where he's going to look at it and go, what? <laughs> Too late for you. Oh, yeah, that was a good place, man. That was a good place. Yeah, that's where I learned how to do like the triple banks and the quadruple banks and, and stuff like that there. Pirates down the street. Happy bar tables that were never level. But yeah. That gives you an edge, man. You learn to play on any on a table like that, you can play on any good table. You immediately expect your bank to be off. And when it's on, you're like, oh, hey, this table's good. <laughs> and suddenly, eh, it's, it's, easy. it's easy. So that's our first show, folks. Uh those adult team responsibilities we were talking about earlier, Colin. It's getting late. Hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast. Uh, we hope to keep it going. And if you like it, let us know. We'll have a Facebook page where you can follow us on. Send us your suggestions. Topics you'd like us to talk about. There you go. Any questions you have for us, anything you want to know about us. Um, we want to we wanna know what you guys have to think we may not listen but we want to know (laughs) (laughs) but drop us a line on facebook um let us know what you think thanks for hearing us out and hopefully you'll hear from us again soon absolutely from fulcrum and loco have a great night everybody cheers